Are you in sickness, in deep thoughts, drowning in depression? You feel stuck and nowhere to turn. Andrew Womack Ministries and Caris Bible College invites you to the healing experience. This 25th of May, 2023, starting at 5 p.m. at Park Royal Mall, 5th floor, along Buganda Road. God is a faithful God. When you believe on Him, your healing is always available. Your healing is today. To all our partners of Andrew Womack Ministries in Uganda, we thank you and appreciate you for the financial support you render to us to take the gospel as far and deep in the world. Truly because of you, the gospel reaches the whole body of Christ. We speak a blessing unto your lives and families and exceeding prosperity. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Self-reliance is one of the greatest hindrances to us following God's will and seeing it come to pass in our life. I knew that God was speaking to me about, you know, that even though it doesn't look like it's possible for us to do it, that maybe God has some other plans. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our broadcast of the Gospel Truth. I'm nearing the end of my fourth week of teaching on how to find, follow, and fulfill God's will. Well, and I tell you, I have said enough truth to just literally transform the world. People would take these truths and believe them. It has revolutionized my life. I've covered so much material, I can't go back through it all. I really encourage you to go to our website. You can watch the archive. Uh, copies of this. I'm teaching everything in a sequence. And like I said, I'm nearing the end of four weeks, so I've already said a lot of material. If you've missed any of this, you really need to get it in its context. Yesterday I was talking about the way you fulfill God's will is you have to learn to obey what God tells you to do. The scripture says better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Anybody can start, but not everybody finishes what they start. A lot of people fall by the wayside. Satan gets them off track. It's one thing to get started following God. Finding His will, following it, but man, to finish what God has called you to do, that is a whole different thing. And I tell you, it takes uh, it takes some maturity, patience, time to see God's will fulfilled in your life. You know, the older I've gotten, I now realize a lot of the things that tra- Satan has tried to do to destroy me and to get me off track. And when I see somebody who's been in ministry for 50 years, I'm a disagree with them on a lot of doctrinal things. But if they are still vertical, 
AND IF THEY ARE STILL LOVING GOD AFTER 50 YEARS IN THE MINISTRY, I guarantee you, I owe them some respect. That's not easy to accomplish. And uh, so, I'm talking about how do you have this longevity? How do you fulfill what God called you to do? And what I'm talking about primarily yesterday was you have to learn to obey God. And obedience is nearly a dirty word to a lot of grace people. There's a lot of people that I've introduced to grace who came out of extreme legalism. They were so performance-based that when they heard about grace, it was just like... Liberty to them, it set them free. And they don't ever want to hear the word performance or obedience. Ever again, because it just reminds them of the legalism that they came out of. I will say that the reason I'm emphasizing obedience isn't in order to get God to respond to your obedience. That's wrong. That's legalism. God doesn't respond to us. God, by grace, has already done everything and offered it to us as a total free gift. But that doesn't mean that obedience isn't important. Obedience is our positive response to what God has already done. It doesn't gain a response from God, but it's our response to Him. Obedience is a fruit and not a root. Of receiving from God. Those are big statements. But I really am trying to emphasize this because there's people that I have shared grace with them and they have taken it far beyond what I've ever said. Far beyond what the Word says, and now it's just to the place that it doesn't matter what you do. There are even some people that I've known and that I introduced to grace that now believe there's no hell. That there are no consequences. That you don't go to hell. There is no separation from God. That everybody's saved. 
tewagenda kubawo kwa ukana na katonda teri yogeyena teri yositani teri yochintu chona I've even heard people preach that Satan is ultimately going to be reconciled to God Ireni banu obasanga ngaba igiriza ndi akasera akamu sitani ajakubanga adamu okufuke mukwano gwa katonda bademba kulagani and we'll all live in eternity in unity. Eranga agamanti unakolumu tugenda kutuka muelimu bulamu butagwawo ngafina tuliwamu sitani nga yafuka mukwano gwa katonda ngatiliyo bali mugeyena finanga tuli mugulu. That's not what the word of God teaches. Echo sechi gambo cha katonda chigezako kuyigiriza. And so there is a balance here. Kakati waliwo okubanga olete ebintu bino kuchipimo. Yes, I preach and believe in the goodness and the grace of God and I'm not serving God in order to earn anything from him. E kuludde olumu sigeza kukuweleza katonda ye abeke chintu chimu chaankolira obanze mbeko ingirije musanyusamu abeko byankolira nedda. The gift of God is eternal life. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. It's a gift. I'm not earning God's favor. But obedience, action, is first of all a godly response to the love that God has given. Okuteke bintu munkola ekisokera ddala ebyo bibera biva mungeri joddamu oba joya nukula ekintu katonda kya kugambi okukola If I really understand then it's like 2 Corinthians 5 the love of Christ constrains us Gwe manchi tegedde bulungi kibanga bula abantu abakolinso ekyo kubiri esola yakotanonyirwa 14 olugama anti kubanga okwagala kwa Kristo kutuwaliriza The love of Christ if you truly understand the grace of God and how good he is okwagala kwa katonda boba mazima dalo tegeredde dala ekisa kya katonda you will serve him better accidentally than you ever did before on purpose No bulungi bwa katonda ojja kwesanga anti oweleza katonda kaakati under this performance based earn merit system. So you serve God out of love, number one. But then secondly, you serve God because Romans chapter 6 verse 16 says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Boku ulira, muliba duboyo, gwemu ulira. Oboro HV, okuleto kufa, oboro kulira, okuleto butu ukidivu. So if you obey and serve righteousness, kakati buogonda, no welezo butu ukidivu. Well then you get the fruit of righteousness. Chibachitegeza, ogenda kubofune bibala, ebyo butu ukidivu oboboba do weleza. If you obey the devil and serve the devil, you're going to reap consequences from that. And you don't want that. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So I've been emphasizing obedience is one of the key factors to longevity in your walk with the Lord. And if you want to finish your course with joy, you're going to have to learn not to lean under your own understanding. In doing things your way, you're going to have to obey God and not just do your own thing. Let me use Elijah as an example of this. In 1 Kings chapter 17, 
IT SAYS IN VERSE 1, AND ELIJAH THE TISHBITE, WHO WAS OF THE INHABITANTS OF GILEAD, SAID UNTO AHAB, AS THE LORD GOD OF ISRAEL LIVETH, BEFORE WHOM I STAND, THERE SHALL NOT BE DEW NOR RAIN THESE YEARS, BUT ACCORDING TO MY WORD. Agami mba seka waka ichisoka, esule ya kumina msambo kufakuli nyoro soka antia uelia, umutisubi. E yali kuwabo, abatula mugiriadi. Na gamba akabu, ntimukama katonda wa israeli, ingabu hali omulamu. Gwenji milide mumasoge, tiwabenga musulu, ni wankuba denkuba, mumia kajinu. Wabula ngechi gambo changepechiri. Now, this is the first mention of Elijah in script. Kakati wanu, there is no background given on him other than what's said right here, that he was an inhabitant of the land of Gilead. So it, we don't know a whole bunch about him, but it's obvious that he was already in relationship with God. It's obvious that he had heard from God. He had found God's will for his life. And he was following through. He walked right up to a king. And Ahab, the king, and his wife Jezebel had already killed hundreds of prophets of the Lord. And they were out to kill any person who claimed to be a prophet of the Lord. And so here's Elijah walking right up to the very person who was killing the prophets of the Lord and saying, Thus saith the Lord. And this is a great example of how we should react in our society today. Because, you know, it's become unpopular to stand and say, well, the Bible says, and to stand and to talk about God and to talk about God as a creator. And to say anything that is absolute. Our society has gotten to where all truth is relative and your truth may not be my truth. And on and on. And for you to just come out and say, no, there's only one truth. God's word is truth. And this is what the truth says. This is the only standard. This is right and that is wrong. You come out like that and I guarantee you they may not kill you, but they are going to persecute you. It is unpopular today for us to stand and to say, Thus saith the Lord. In Elijah's day, he could have been killed for this. They had already killed hundreds 
of God's prophets. And yet he was bold. He had heard from God and he was acting on what God told him. And so he delivered that word. He obeyed God is the point that I'm trying to make right here. Now see, there are many of us that we know what's going on in our society is wrong. And so we're in our prayer closets. And we're praying and we're rebuking and saying, Oh God, I pray that this woke culture, that this critical race theory, that all of this ungodliness and these things that are going on. I'm casting them down. And it's one thing to pray that in your closet. But there's lots of you that wouldn't stand up and say anything in public because of the persecution, the criticism. And it is going to cost you something. Being, being a fanatical Bible believer is not popular today. And you are going to be criticized. You're going to be called a homophobe. You're going to be called a bigot. Uh, and all of these other things. And I guarantee there's a lot of people that in your closet, oh, you can preach and pray with the best of them, but in public you won't take a stand. Let me say it a different way. You believe what's right, but you won't obey it. You won't stand up. You won't speak. You won't act on what you believe. You'll let other people around you speak all kinds of error. And lies. And you won't stand up. And then you wonder why it is. That things aren't working out for you. That's not right. You need to speak out. You need to speak out in love. You don't have to be mean with it. But you need to speak out. Elijah, if he would have just stayed in his prayer closet and prayed, and prayed and said, I believe there's not going to be rain until I say so. Even if that came to pass, which it probably wouldn't have if he hadn't have been bold and spoken. And acted, obeyed what God told him. But even if it had come to pass, and then three and a half years later, Elijah shows up and says, I prayed for this. Well, it would have been easy to dismiss him and say, oh, sure, anybody could say you prayed for it. How do I know that you prayed for it? But Elijah spoke up and prophesied a drought when there was still rain and there was no indication of it. 
nasituka nalagula echeya ngenkuba echatonya nokutonya buli omunga amulaba nteri ya uyo ya yogedde and then after three and a half years, you can read about this in 1 Kings chapter 18. And after this drought had come, and I mean they had just about lost everything. Obadiah, the servant of the king, told Elijah, he says, there is no nation on the face of the earth that my master Ahab hasn't sent and asked if you were there. Elijah was the focus of everybody's attention because he obeyed. Not just because he believed, but because he obeyed, he acted on his faith. As I was sharing yesterday in James chapter 2, verse 20, faith without works is dead. It's one thing for you to say, oh, I'm trusting God, I'm believing God, but if your actions don't back it up, God may still love you, but you don't love God with all of your heart. It's, you're just fooling yourself. If you're saying, oh, I'm trusting God, but then all of your actions are contrary to that. Obedience is an important part of seeing God's will come to pass in your life. And so in verse 2 it says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This goes back to something I was teaching earlier about that you have to act on the revealed word of God before you get a specific or a special word from God. Elijah just acted on what God had already told him about this drought. That there wasn't going to be rain until he said so. And it was only after he obeyed and acted on that. That the second word came to him about how God was going to provide for him and protect him. Now see, there's a lot of people that if God was to reveal to you and say, there's going to be a drought, and I want you to go tell this king who's going to kill any person who identifies themselves as a prophet of the Lord. I want you to go tell him, thus saith the Lord. If somebody did get that direction from the Lord, then most people would say, but God, what's going to happen to me? If I do this, and they would want to know the second word, and they would want to know the third word and how God was going to protect them and how this would play out all the way through the end of their life. But notice that Elijah didn't get this second word about his provision and protection until he had already acted on the first word. 
Newe tegeleze, eriyeti yafuna chigambo cha kubirie, chale chigendo kumula gengiriji yali agendo kugabiriru wamu, no kukumewa, okutu sanga tade mungkola, e chigambe cha soka. God isn't going to give you step one through ten. When he reveals his word to you because he loves you. And if you aren't going to obey step one, then giving you step two through ten just makes you that much more accountable. It just makes you that much more guilty. So he's just going to reveal things to you step by step so that if you don't obey him, you aren't guilty of avoiding all of the things he told you. You're just, he's going to deal with you right where you are. He just told Elijah this first step. You go tell him that there won't be rain or dew until I say so. Gendo Mugambe, Ntiwati Wayogera Mukama, Tewagenda Kuba Yomusulo, Yadin Kuba, Okuza Ukujake Chigambo Changenga Chikomieu. And then after he did that, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, Get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Chirith. And that is before Jordan, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. You know, I've got an entire teaching on lessons from Elijah. I would really encourage you to get it. You can go to our website. You can call. And people will tell you how you can get it. But this is a powerful truth. And I, I spend over an hour and a half on something that I'm going to spend the next 10 minutes on. So there's a lot more to it than what I'm saying, but notice that God said, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Not here. He didn't send the ravens that were bringing Elijah's provision to him where he was. He sent the ravens to where he told him to go. It's like in American football, you know, when we throw a pass, the quarterback throws a pass. He doesn't throw it to where the receiver is. He throws it to where the receiver is going to be. He leads him, and they have a spot mark. You know, the pros, this is how they get by well, uh, with completing passes against these people who are just excellent. At defending against passes. But the reason they do it is because they will go out and the receiver will look like he's going to break left and then he will cut back to the right. And the ball is already in the air. When he first cuts left, the, the uh, quarterback is throwing the ball to another spot over here. And then the, 
kukono fender doesn't know where the balls going to go skationa gezako kumuziza alinzo obutamanyira dala chifochi tufu chiyo mpira gugendo okugwa so he's following that receiver and when that receiver fakes to the left his left well then the, the receiver goes that way I mean the defender goes that way the receiver cuts back and receives it this is how they're able to get past these professional people that are out there defending trying to stop the pass because they aren't throwing the ball to where the receiver is but they're throwing the ball to where the receiver is going to be kakali chakola akwato mupira guno babira bagumuka sukidde kudyo yeye fulanga agenda kukono nina amala nachuka tena da kudyo kibashitegezono aliwo kumulemeso kuimuitako aba agoberera ye kumba tonu agoberera mupira ekitegeza yeye mukungeri abazanyi bo mupira guno gubaita american football bubaitako kubazanyi banabazanya nabo bubato babawangula kubango nutamukasukira mupira wali wabula gumukasukira wali wagendo kubera and it's the same thing with your provision God doesn't send your provision to where you are. He sends his provision to where you're supposed to be. Katonda, taleta bugabirizi wano woli, wabulobugabiriza buteka wali wakugambyo kugenda. So in other words, here's another way of saying this. He says, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. There, there is a place called there for each one of us. And it may not be where you are. It's where God told you to be. You know, with me, God told me to build a Karis Bible College, and when he told me I had no money, but I decided to obey, and I went there. I bought this piece of property. I started building buildings when I didn't have any money, no guarantee that it was going to ever happen. But I started doing what God told me to do, and God sent my provision there. Okuzimba, obugabirizi bwansanga nzimba wali weyangamba okubera if i would have stayed where i was and saying god you get all of the money together right now we've spent 120 million dollars in 9 years nesinga nasegala busigazi wali nengamba mukama soko zikunganya lyo kozimpi omanyi wenjogerira kati kumpi building out a Karis bible college campus. And if I would have waited until God gave me $120 million and then I will go there. In other words, you send the provision here and then I will go there. Nope, that's not how it works. That never would have happened. I had to go there. I had to start making the statements, telling people, this is what God led me to do. This is what I'm going to do. And I had to go there. I had to obey God. Or I wouldn't have seen the provision. If Elijah had stayed right where he was, he would have starved to death. Because notice it says, I have commanded, not I'm going to command. 
have commanded. God had already spoken to the ravens. And he had told them to go and bring Elijah's supply, but he didn't send it to where Elijah was, he sent it to where he was supposed to be. And if Elijah had stayed where he was, then God would have been sending the provision. See, this is an example of grace. God by grace has already given you the anointing, the provision, the ability to accomplish whatever it is that he's told you to do. But, but you may never see it if you stay where you are instead of going there. If you don't obey and do what God told you to do. You could miss God's provision. Not because God isn't giving. He had already spoken to the ravens. And if Elijah had disobeyed, the ravens were already on their way. Matter of fact, when Elijah got to this brook, how did he know the right spot? Let's just say that the brook was 10 miles long or 15 or 20 miles long. Who knows? But if, how did Elijah know he was at the right spot? Because when he got there, the ravens were already there. His provision was already there. God spoke to them and they could fly faster than he could walk. God was supplying. But Elijah could have missed it. I'm telling you that God is sending the supernatural supply, not only physically, finances, but it could be health. It could be anointing. It could be people that are going to help you accomplish that will. Whatever it is that it takes to accomplish God's instructions, God is faithfully sending that provision to you, but it's not directly to you, it's to where God told you to be. And if you don't go there, then you could miss God's provision. Not because God didn't give it, but because you didn't obey. Obedience is essential. And so here's another way of saying it. One of the reasons that some people haven't seen God's provision is because they aren't all there. They're too much here. 
bona besibye wano they're staying where they are abantu basinga basaze okusigala wano wowe bali they're saying god you open the doors God, you give me all of the assets that I need. You provide everything and then I will obey. No, you have to obey. And then the provision manifests itself. You know, with our students, I see this all of the time. I don't, I don't know how many people God speaks to about coming to school. But I know many of the people who actually make it to school they are praying and they need provision for tuition they're leaving a, a good paying salary or a house that's already paid off something like that and they're coming to a new place where many times the rent, the cost of living is higher here than it was where they came from. They have They have no guarantee of a job. Uh, and they're just totally at a loss about how am I going to pay for it. But they obey God and when they get here, then the provision comes supernaturally. And those are the people who made it. I'm convinced that there are hundreds, maybe thousands of people that God has spoken to about coming to Karis Bible College. And they're just sitting there saying, God, you make the provision. You give me all of the money so that I don't have to use any faith. And I don't have to trust you. And then I'll go obey what you say. That's not the way it works. Elijah went and spoke to the king who was killing all of the prophets, and he could have been killed. And at the very least, he could have become susceptible to his own prophecy about the drought. And how did he know if God was going to take care of him? What was he going to eat? How was he going to be provided? But instead of waiting to get all of those things answered so that there was no faith involved, he just acted on the word that he had. And he stepped out and believed God. And after he did that, then the second word came to him. About go to the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. 
And then it's not a static place. That place called there isn't static. It changes as you grow. God will move you on, and your place called there can change. And so after he had been at this brook for a while, the brook dried up. The ravens were still bring, bringing the food, but... Kakati, Rukubanti, Neria, Yariama Zebanga, Dene Kukagakano, Kubanga Buba Namuna Basagalabes, Gangabachali, Timiri. The brook dried up, and so the Lord told him to go to Zerapa. The Akagakano Kagan and Kakarida, Awechigamuchamu Kamatin, Nechimujida, Umundio Goku with Nechimuburida Wokuda. And he says, I have commanded a widow woman to feed thee there. Eram Nagamanti Kakati Goloko Kogendezerefasi, Eumusidoni, Obereyo, Labanda Gido Mukazi Namuandu. His place called there changed. You have to continue. You can't just seek the Lord for a brief period of time and get a word from God and then live off that the rest of your life. You need to have a personal relationship with God on a daily basis. And God is going to move your place called there. You know, we've got a big sign when you enter our property and it says, Welcome to your place called there. That's what this is based on. And this property is my place called there. And it's many of the people who come to Karis Bible College. It's their place called there. And when you go there, then God is going to supernaturally manifest that. But that's all dependent upon you obeying what God has told you to do. He's not going to send the provision directly to you. He's going to send it there where he told you to go. Thank you for listening to the Gospel Truth Program. We believe that you have been blessed. Please call us on 0200-330-000 to pray with you or to make an inquiry or share your testimony with us. We speak healing into your body and prosperity into your life. You are blessed. Are you in sickness, in deep thoughts, drowning in depression? You feel stuck and nowhere to turn. Andrew Mac Ministries and Caris Bible College invites you to the healing experience. Every last Thursday of the month, starting at 5 p.m. at Park Royal Mall, 5th floor, along Buganda Road. God is a faithful God. When you believe on Him, your healing is always available. Your healing is today.